games, games, they're good for your heart. The more you play, the more you get carpal tunnel syndrome, I guess. I don't know. Uh, welcome to Colette and Matt have entered the chat, a proud member of the HyperX Podcast Network. I am Matt Silverman, joined as always by... Uh, Colette Bennett, who absolutely does, in fact, have carpal tunnel syndrome, and I know that it's probably partially from playing video games, so... When the thing you love <clears throat> causes you uh, physical damage, like, I don't know what to do with that. That's a hard, yep. that's tough. It is. It really is. But, you know, um, I am uh, mentally aware of how much time I spend playing games, and I definitely don't spend as much time as I once did. Mm. And when I am <laughs> spending it, I'm like, it's interesting because it kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, it kind of puts me in that position where I'm like, well, do I really want to spend time on this game? So in a way, I yeah. think it makes me more discerning. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and I'll do you one better. Something I'm thinking about a little bit is like the, okay, the thing you do to uh, earn a living and feed your family. And then the thing you do to unwind and relax and enjoy your life, both fucking up your hands. Uh, a day and night. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, it's not, it's, but I mean, you know, the thing is, is like, you know, and I mean, I don't want to be morbid, but like, you know, the regular wear and tear of the body as you get older anyway. Um, and when I say older, I don't even mean my age. I mean, like in your thirties, like, you know, if we like, for instance, if you were doing, I don't know if you were farming and you were yes. using your hands in different ways, Good but point. you were also, you know, squatting a lot or doing whatever, you know, you're, you, you would start to have issues with your knees. You would start to have issues with your, but like you, your body is just not, you know, immortal. So, I mean, you know, things happen. And, you know, I think people like to be like, Oh, I'm old. And it's like, I mean, I mean, maybe like depends on where you are, but I mean, in reality, you know, our bodies are just not meant to be, you know, perfect forever. Thank God we are not farming or digging ditches or whatever. 99% of humans have had to do to themselves to survive mm -hmm. for most right, of our right? time on this. Right. planet. So yes. yeah, let's play, let's uh, play some video games. How we're, we're, we're figuring out what we want to talk about today, obviously what we're playing, perhaps what you've been playing, but uh, there's been some news. We're, we're not a news show, but we like to pluck out particular items that have been in the headlines and then they lead to what I like to call a discourse. That's people talking, if you didn't yes. know. Um, a discourse. And you put this in the, dis the Discord discourse uh, and it was a... Uh, Sparked some good conversation that I thought we might want to talk about here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do agree. I do agree. Um, about the metaverse or, you know, VR, which is what normal people call it. <laughs> I take umbrage with that. Good, sir. The metaverse. <clears throat> I, I don't I don't like conflating the metaverse and VR. I, I, let's maybe we could just start here before you even get into the story. And and, I, and maybe I'm being semantic and maybe we're arguing about corporate, corporate terms or whatever. But I think a metaverse is a any virtual space where you are spending time and social capital to some end. So I think Facebook wants the metaverse to be Facebook where you're hanging out and socializing. But I tend to argue that many metaverses already exist. Minecraft. Fortnite, any destiny, like any digital space where you spend a lot of time and you care about how you look and sound and feel and play and whatever, um, is a metaverse already. And I think that has varying degrees of, 
I guess the the ultimate goal of the metaverse is like, oh, if we could bring all of those people together into some cross-platform holy grail of a virtual world. And I think Fortnite is basically already doing that. But I think the mainstream tends to conflate like, oh, if I put on a VR headset, then I automatically enter the metaverse instantly. And it's like, well, well that's not what we're talking about. No, but I mean, it also, uh, you know, it, it also is is one of these things where like, I saw this really great tweet about it a couple of days ago. Um, I, I don't follow the person. This just populated into my feed and I was like, oh shit. And the, the gist of what they said is like this metaverse shit keeps reminding me of what Ursula Le Guin said once about outsiders trying to reinvent genre fiction. Hmm. <clears throat> and I have it bookmarked, so I'm going to okay, click great. a couple times so I can actually it. read it because it's good. For example, a writer sets out to write science fiction but isn't familiar with the genre, hasn't read what's been written. This is a fairly <laughs> common situation because science fiction is known to sell well, but mm -hmm. as a subliterary genre, it's not supposed to be worth study. What's to learn? It doesn't occur to the novice that a genre is a genre because it has a field and focus of its own. It's appropriate and particular tools, rules, and techniques for handling the material, its traditions, and its experienced appreciative readers that it is, in fact, a literature. Ignoring all this, our novice is just about to reinvent the wheel, the spaceship, the space alien, and the mad mm -hmm. scientist. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, you know with the cries of their cries will not be echoed by the readers readers familiar with that genre have met the spaceship, the alien and the mad scientist before they know more about them than the writer does. <laughs> I thought this was so interesting. Cause I was like, yes, that, that is 100% what it, you know, it feels like, like the people who talk about the metaverse and that's not us, you know, those people are like, Oh yeah, we're going to replicate like the world of ready player one. And then like the, the people who don't talk about the metaverse, they just talk about their platform like VR and like, mm -hmm. that's the thing that they like to play games in. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I think, <clears throat> I think it's just one of those things that is, is it, I think Ursula Le Guin's passage, even though it had nothing to do with this is perfectly, it's, oh, it's a perfect analogy, perfectly yeah. on point. You know, it feels very white and rich to me. It feels very, you know, I think this is cool and I want people to, and like I said, in the discord, you know, I saw the, you know, the MetaQuest pro stuff mm -hmm. and I was like, and I read it, read it very honest, you know, very earnestly. I was like, I'm going to give this a chance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, it does seem like there's some incredibly cool applications here. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and I really love that idea. Um, but like, you know, the price tag is insane. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, well, you know, uh, the first thought that came to mind was, well, you know, you have a small indie, you, you have a small indie game development studio and they want to get to the point they're all over the, the people in it are located all over the world. It doesn't have a physical location. And so they want to design a game together or, mm -hmm. you know, let's say that people all over the world want to design a deck together. Or they want to design, you know, whatever, it doesn't have to be a game. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of, you know, those folks being able to pick up a headset and like interact in a physical way, you know, I actually think that it, it could offer, like some form of, you know, togetherness isn't really the right word, but like, you know, it's something that I do miss as a person that works at home. But then at the same time, um, you know, I don't think it's 
typically affordable to those people to be like, yeah, let's each get a $1,500 headset. No. And also, are the tools that you use to make games, buildings, software, whatever your business is, are they really well integrated into the platform, the ecosystem of this Mm -hmm. device? Because we all use computers because, you know, laptop or desktop computers using certain operating systems because they've been around for 40 years. We've been using the same ecosystems basically. And I'm not saying that's good or bad, but I'm saying like, if you buy an Apple computer, there's apps for it that let you do stuff. And so, right. And that's the thing, like an Apple computer is expensive too. Right. But like my Apple computer though, but my Apple computer does so much shit. Right. And like, you know, VR, yes, like a VR headset could do a lot of things too, but I just, I just don't see people, I just don't see people adopting it the way that they adopt, they adopted Apple laptops. Because if you think about what people do, you know, we all, many of us really need computers. And so like, mm-hmm. we all are going to be like, well, I need a computer, you know? Okay. Well, you know, maybe you're willing to shell out for this computer that, you know, supposedly doesn't get viruses or, you know, has this very smooth ecosystem Forget or whatever. That. $1,500 for a computer that you use for 10 hours a day, every day to make a living money right. well spent $1,500. Right. And, and if you think a, about it, the phone is kind of the same thing. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's the pocket version, but yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, all those things rolled in. Okay, fine. But like, yeah, I just don't see, I just don't see it dovetailing together and i say that as a complete advocate of vr as a person who has really enjoyed it but it yeah to me it does feel very it it feels like the folks behind this project are not are have don't understand gaming culture and and how much this has already existed in so many other forms you know? And where is the, so you're hitting at a lot of things. Where is the cart? Where is the horse? That's a whole topic of discussion. Right. That's very important. Right. And also who is this for? I want to go back to the analogy with the sci-fi writing, right? Sure. This device in particular, the MetaQuest Pro, right? Is that what it's being called? Yeah. There are two audiences for VR. There's a professional VR applications and professional work. And then there is gaming and uh, those can be the same people, but the technology is not mature enough or mainstream enough for those audiences to really overlap strongly in the Venn diagram. So I think you have a very tiny sliver of people who really are like, imagine if I could do surgery in VR first before I open up a body, that would be cool. And that's like, you know, 20 people on the earth. I'm, I'm exaggerating, making up numbers, but you know what I'm saying? No, I do. I mean, I, one of the things we did discuss in our discord was in the medical instance where two conjoined twins that were connected at the head mm-hmm. wow. were separated yep. and they were separated because the, the, they were able to simulate the operation in VR first, including being able to clearly see the anatomy to understand and like, practice it's, it's amazing right and, if, and if, like 
when you look at them, you're like, do they have one brain? Like it's right. crazy. When I looked at them, I was like, how, wow. how, wow. you know? And I was just like, wow, fuck. That's, that is really like, that amazed me. And it awed me because, you know, like as a gamer, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just think it's extremely cool. that something that I've used to enjoy video games could also be used to like help someone's life to people's lives so much but they're not, they're not, they're not the same thing but they're related computers have right. saved billions of lives and we use computers to play candy crush you know like like it's right. technology is technology we right. can we can power the world with nuclear reactors or we can blow it up like wh- whatever we're, mm-hmm. we're all we're all doing what we do and if pushing the vr i think the most exciting thing about this uh, announcement and we'll get into some of the details of it is that Will it succeed in the marketplace? I don't know that it will. Who is it for? We're not really sure. Will it push VR forward and make impacts like that, allow cool professionals and doctors and save lives and whatever? Even if it saves one life and cost a billion, like, great. That's great. But like, uh, but but just getting back to like Meta's, Meta slash Facebook's strategy, market strategy, the, the 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 Venn diagram of hobbyists who care deeply about this medium as a future looking vessel for video games, and the twenty per architects and surgeons who are like, oh, I'll try this. This could help me. There's no there's no almost no overlap between those two people. So um, yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's like it's just I I talked to a friend. Uh, mm-hmm. that this person will go unidentified, but a mm-hmm. friend of mine who I really, really, really trust. Mm-hmm. He was actually the person to hand me a headset for the first time mm-hmm. when I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is big. Mm-hmm. Um, and my takeaway from that was kind of like, I was a little bit skeptical in the beginning. Right. Um, but you know, with time, it definitely kind of did like settle with me. And then I found my first, you know, game that made me go, oh man, mm-hmm. like, wow, that's, which was that what, really by works. The oh, what Pistol Whip. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Pistol Whip. I wasn't sure if that was like the first one that really hooked you or, or if you found that oh, later. Oh no, but... it was absolutely the, yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it was the light bulb for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, uh, you know, so he and I talked about it and he was like, you know, I think, I think Mark sees way, way, way into the future. I'm sure he does. And I was like, I do not agree with you, but, uh, I respect, but I fully respect this person's take. And I was like, you know, I am totally a person who is like, you know, maybe I will like, maybe, maybe I will be wrong. Maybe I'll be like, Oh shit, you were right. So I don't know. Like I like at least being reminded to be open-minded will we have social media in a 3d virtual space that is seamless where we where we really care about the way we pick the perfect profile picture and create the perfect status and think about our comments when we write i mean most people whatever the way we curate our social media presences we will absolutely do that with a three-dimensional avatar the way we already do it in video games where it's like yeah i'm gonna kill 20 more of these monsters to get the cool purple hat like yes he is mark zuckerberg is correct that this will happen is will facebook meta be the innovators that push us there that's the question and they they are selling 
they're doing a lot of things right, which is they're the first to market with really good, viable, consumer-friendly, pick it up at Best Buy and play it the same day Quest headsets. Like, I'm sure they're not making a profit. Well, I mean, clearly they're not because the fucking Reality Labs is like literally hemorrhaging money. Right. So, so, but, but to your friend's point, it's not about profit today. It's about 10 years from now, will we be the most innovative and invested company in VR? And that's really the only question worth asking. And we've talked about it here a lot. I think first movers are rarely the ones that succeed. And I don't know, is Meta the first mover? You know, Valve had the index and the Vive and, you know, there are other players in this space, but no one has made the the Fortnite of VR. And it, when it hits, it will be the decider For sure. of which ecosystem becomes the winner or which two to three ecosystems. But I guess the point is like, 10 years from now, we will have Meta, Valve, and Apple, let's say, as the, the three headset things you could buy when you walk out of a Best Buy, assuming a Best, a Best Buy-like store even exists at that point. But my point is, the way you have P- PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo to, to choose from, you will have three to four choices to choose from from a VR ecosystem. Some of them will be connected to those leg- those quote-unquote legacy video game companies, and some of them will be like, we're not a video game company. We're a social VR chat rec room Facebook world, where Second Life world, where you can do whatever you want and be whatever you want. And that is that is the most interesting question of like, I want to play. I want to fly spaceships and fight dragons. I don't want to hang out in VR. That's just me. So I guess my my point is Zuckerberg is betting that grandma wants to hang out in VR. I don't know if that's if I think the jury is out on that yet. But I don't think he's wrong. I think it's just is that's a questionable premise to like pour a bajillion dollars into. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, of course it does. I mean, you know. I don't know. I just, I think I am getting really like old man who yells at a cloud about the whole thing because like in my mind, I'm like, look, I want to see like, like Zuckerberg's entire like thing, like spectacularly fail. Like I will give this to him and their team. They absolutely innovated a wireless VR headset that was affordable. Yep. But, but they're but they're not trustworthy. That's that's the other part of this is that lots of companies are rich, lots of companies can innovate and throw money at the problem. But Facebook has proven itself not a once or twice or like, oh, we made a few fuck ups along the way. Time and time again, they are incredibly abusive with user data, privacy. Oh, right. Right. So like fool me once, fool me 20 times, but that's the other, it's the consumer safety, consumer trust. And the sad part is I don't, people clearly don't care. No one's leaving Facebook or Instagram. No. 
No, I mean, like they like to say that that people are, but I mean, I'll, no. I honestly don't really see it that way. I think that Facebook has gotten a worse reputation, but I don't think that that necessarily means that people are leaving. And, and there's a the lot dollar. of things that I don't love that Facebook does, and I haven't deleted my account. And so I'm even going to call myself out and just be like, look. I am guilty even, you know sure. what I mean? Like, we all are. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I've, I've stopped using Facebook, the platform, but Instagram remains on my phone. I really don't use it a lot anymore, but I like, you know, there are professional and personal reasons mm -hmm. to use these platforms. And, mm -hmm. uh, I wish that I wasn't, but I am. So, yeah, you know, I'm part of the problem. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, as I said in the discord earlier, I, and I've said this more than once, the moment that Valve is like, yes. here's the index too. Yes. It is lighter. It is thinner. It is, you know, it, honestly, it could, it could cost a lot of money. Yes. Like, and I would be like, you know, cause I mean, if you think about it, I think the original index was a thousand dollars, right? Yeah. That sounds right. It's like, which okay. is bizarre, which is crazy that that like bleeding edge tech, which was really best in class was a thousand dollars what five seven years ago right and now so here's like, facebook being like a fifteen dollar fifteen hundred dollar headset with worse battery life lower resolution lower refresh rate and it's not for gamers here enjoy world it's like the who is this for yeah i feel like marketing like trying to market it in a way that like is kind of away from gamers is really yes stupid um because i feel yeah. like is it's, it you know, is it or i don't know I, that's it's bizarre well, I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think that it's probably like, oh, well, despite the fact that the game industry makes so much money, gamers are still a demographic that has some stigma. And I think maybe there's a possibility that, you know, this entire project was like, well, we want to go bigger than just gamers. We want to go with everybody. And it's like, Yeah, okay. but gamers are pushing the VR. They're the ones, <sighs> the mar the website for this product looks like, uh, it looks like a landing page for like Adobe Creative Suite. And it, and I, don't, I don't mean that as a criticism. It, it It is clearly positioned for creative office collaborative work. Sure. I don't I don't think there's a single image of a of a video game on the on the landing page. You can use it for that, but it, it's just not. So, no, so it's I guess, just not how it's marketed or posed in to, any way. To your point, it's like here's thousands and millions of gamers who are like where was the next vr headset we love the quest 2 we're buying it in droves and then meta's like where here it is it's a 1500 dollars set that doesn't even isn't even as good for gaming like i oh, um what i saw a story um Actually, I wrote the story when I saw it earlier in the week. I, <laughs> I saw no, I mean, story I saw, by I saw it me. first, but then I Not wrote yet. it for our site is yeah, what yeah, I need yeah. to say. Yeah. Uh, that no one on people on the Reality Labs team are not using Horizon World. Yes, yes. And that like, and this was something we actually had like a passage from an email, which I don't remember who got this. I don't think it was Axios for once. Maybe it was a different <laughs> outlet. Um, me and my Axios love, but I did sign up. Rate, it's very good. <laughs> at any rate. Um, yeah. So I saw that, um, you know, it's basically a couple of emails, you know, one that's like, Hey, nobody's using the product. And then the next one was basically like, 
telling managers that they had to like, like basically like they had to engage their team to mm-hmm. use it or like, like or there else. would be consequences. Yes. That's classic dog fooding. You could, that is a story that has happened for all apps and platforms and programming. So no, I, I totally, get it. Totally. But I just think that it doesn't bode particularly well. You know, I feel because like it's like, well, that, you know, like you, if the people that are making it don't, aren't enjoying it, then hmm. I doubt that anybody else is going to enjoy right, it either. Because what is it for? It, the, Facebook doesn't, uh, a news feed with stuff in it doesn't matter unless your friends are there. So it can, it, 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 they should be taking lessons from the college campus days of Facebook. Of like the reason Facebook took off is because it was exclusive to like Ivy League colleges where there was incentive for students to be connected to other college students because it was like a it was a way just to be networked with them on the internet. And then once there was like critical mass of like networked people who knew each other, then you open it up to the next layer, and then you open it up to the next layer, and then it's and then it's the public, and then it's what, and so. A social a, a social VR space is empty and lifeless unless people are there. So, right, chicken egg. How do you get the people in if no one cares about it? But if no one cares about it, then where are your people going to come from? I don't. I'm not. I've never been in it. I'm not. I don't think it's necessarily bad. There's just no one there. There's just no. Yeah, it's like over time I've noticed, you know, because I've had my I've been in the Oculus ecosystem since it was Oculus. Mm-hmm. So it's been a couple <laughs> of years now. And I have definitely found that while I've seen my friends list grow and it's been like, oh, cool. Like now this person uses it or oh, this person bought an Oculus. It's never gotten to the point where it was like, oh, wow, everybody's here. Like not the way it felt, you know, when Facebook really hit and it was but like, oh, even cool, if everyone was here. there, even if all your friends were there uh, playing video games in silos, that's a gaming ecosystem. We understand what that is. And that's cool. But right. Again, they're pushing this social hangout in VR metaverse, which is their which is their coinage of, of the term. And that re- that requires critical mass of participation for it to even be valuable, and that is the more chicken Definitely. egg thing. Um, Definitely. And then, and then t- to your point about Valve, it's like the minute a, fi- a fifteen hundred dollar or one thousand dollar Valve headset that is as good or better than the Quest Two is that's a lot of money to spend, but it's almost a no brainer for video game players because all our games are already there. We already own huge libraries of games. Some of them are VR that we tried to play with other headsets or hooked up the Oculus to play PC VR, which is a goddamn shit show. Oh, I can just turn this on and play like a Steam Deck. If if a Steam Deck consolifies the PC gaming ecosystem, then, then the next Valve headset will... Meta questify the right. PC gaming ecosystem, and then we're in business, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because I feel like one of the conclusions we come to when we get into these conversations is, well, you know, we're not quite there yet, but you know, we get to see a lot of really cool changes and evolutions happen 
Um, you know, do I think that the idea of interacting in a virtual world is like stupid? I really don't actually. No, I think and it's like, fantastic. I think it's possible. I just feel like the way it's being done and you know, right. It's like, sometimes I pause and I think, well, what would it be like if this whole headset thing was coming from someone other than meta? Mm-hmm. Like what if it was coming from a different kind of company? And I realized that that would make it really different for me. Cause it's like, you know, you already have so many data privacy things going on. You already know that like, you know, Facebook has done some shit like that. Like no, everyone just thinks is gross. So it's like, you know, it's hard to be like, Oh, great. You know, like it's these people, but like, you know, if it was a different kind of company, I mean, valve is a perfect example. I really respect valve. I really like what they do. And I really have enjoyed their products you know, for a long time, even, even the ones that were like, well, we tried this and it didn't work, you know, um, I think have been interesting and like, oh, cool. That was a really cool experiment that they dared to do. So I, I do think that, you know, I'd be, they, and they also, I feel like they do not treat their users like shit. Correct. That is actually, so correct. that's a big piece of it. You know, that's a big piece of what makes me more defensive. I think is that I, I'm just like, yeah, man, like I, I don't, you know, I don't really want them to have any more information. Right. I'm f- that is perfect. Facebook abuses its users and privacy and data to a to a an, a disturbing degree. That sucks. Google mm-hmm. also does that and launches a bunch of projects and then shuts them down. So it's hard to trust an ecosystem like that. Although I love Android and that's a whole other, other discussion. Like that Android is a very successful Google ecosystem and they did a lot of things right there, I think. Mm-hmm. And so that's whatever. Sure. But Stadia, et cetera. Amazon right. is bad at making games and shits on its, you know, treats its employees very poorly and is, you know, probably destroying the world, you know, one package at a time. Um, Microsoft seems okay. Sony seems ro- okay, you know, roughly. But, but, but I mean, but but Valve, like, I don't know. Well, Valve is not a public company. And this, that's the thing. That's okay. something that I can absolutely come at from the ah, business that's, perspective. Okay, that's really interesting. I don't think I really figured, I didn't no, know Valve that. Valve is not a publicly held company. And well, so as soon you as go. you get into publicly held companies, you're going to get into investors, you're going to get into needing to, needing to satisfy people, blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. Yep. And so it's like, you know, it's easy to look at Facebook as like this, you know, God of darkness and be like, well, they're harvesting our data. Yeah. But I mean, part of the reason why Facebook is so financially successful, is because it has harvested our, harvested our data. And probably part of what drew, drove it to do that is not just like, you know, Zuck and his like, you know, evil cronies being like, <laughs> you know, we want to know everything about these people. It's like, no, it's I don't think it's really that as much as it's like you got to satisfy the investors because well, all I, eyes are on you when there's yes. people that, you know, have holdings in your stock. Things change. So but, but, I and also feel, one asked one addendum. They chose advertising as as the business model. That was right, the um, right. That was the I don't know, the proverbial, you know, apple that they ate in the Garden of Eden where sure. everything's free, but we have to harvest your data in order to make this to keep this platform free. Right. That was the original sin. That was the analogy I was looking for of the Internet and Almost every major tech company did that, but Facebook did it egregiously so and and expanded Definitely. that model to everything that it developed, touched, bought, et cetera. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I hate to say it, but I just feel like when you're dealing with 
public companies. There's so many other pieces in the mix. And when you're dealing with an indie company, yes, they may not be perfect. Obviously, they won't necessarily have as much reach as, you know, a company like Meta has. But like, I do think that depending on who runs them and what kind of establishment they've, you know, like kept over the years, I think that I, I would be more, um, it's more likely for me to trust, you know, like an, an, an indie collective, you know, like I think about, you know, valve on the whole. And I'm like, I think about steam. I think about how I can play a game for an hour and be like, you know what? I really don't like this. And steam will give me my money back. I know no one else fucking does that. No, you know, like that's just like goodwill, goodwill. like to me, yep. you know? Cause like, I mean, I can't imagine that that's like helps them be profitable, but I mean, I, I would imagine that it helps people be like, wow, steam is really cool. Hey, long-term short-term it, you right. got, you refunded that money. Oh, wah, wah, less money for valve. But uh, that incentivizes me to buy more, to trust and buy more games. So I refunded Correct. one game, but I bought five more. I could have bought them on Switch. I could have bought them on Xbox, but I but I bought them on Steam because I knew that my library is here and and uh, right. I trust this ecosystem right. will be around for a long time. And like, think about how often like consoles. And after this, I'm going to stop because I know we've been going on this for a while. Hey, but like, I think this af- is great. how often consoles. You know how how disappointed we've been when we've been like, oh, well, we're going to move from the PlayStation One to the PlayStation Two now. But guess yes. what? None of your games are backwards compatible. I think about this all the time when yeah. when new consoles come out and we talk about backwards compatibility. I'm like, really? You couldn't design? It's a fucking computer. I right. can play games from 1992 right. on this on a modern computer. I know that that's there's work to be done, but like, just right. It's just. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't and, understand. And it's frustrating, right? So it's like now you're seeing, okay, some things change that. But like, for instance, you know, let's say like Nintendo, it's like, oh, Nintendo, well, you can have a Nintendo online account and then you can have access to all these NES or SNES games. Okay. But what about my library that I bought on the fucking Wii U or whatever? Do I right, have access exactly. to that? No, exactly. you're going right. to have to buy it again. Yeah. I have had my Steam account since I think something like 2006 or 2007. Exactly. exactly. Except that if a game no longer works on a system, which is understandable, sure. I still have access to everything that yes. I have bought that has been almost, what is it, 17 years? Eight, I don't know, but it's yep. a long time. And it's like, that's another thing that makes me go, I admire you guys for that. I really yep. do. Um, so yeah, that, you know, that's my whole gist around all of that is it's just um yeah, I really, I really hope Valve makes a new headset. And there was actually some news that they, some sort of proof or something came they're up. They're hiring for they're, certain yeah. types of and so tech I was people. Like, okay, you know, I'll wait. Like VR 100%. has a little bit of a ways to go. I'm definitely interested in PSVR too. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely interested in that. I'll likely pick it up when it comes out just so I can be on the next, you know, enjoy the next stage of where it's all going. But um, yeah, the minute I can chuck that oculus out the door and to me it's still an oculus i'm probably never gonna call it the meta quest the minute i can chuck that shit out the door gone bye an all-in-one valve headset that uses steam os to access all the games you already own and it's lighter and more user-friendly whatever and also again let's talk about the venn diagram vr that you pop on and it just works that's what normal people want. 
totally. VR like, I mean, that you can also hook up to your computer wired or wirelessly because you are a hardcore gamer and uh, want to run your 4090 uh, and play some awesome VR games. It when it if it satisfies both of those two audiences, then charge me a th- charge me fifteen hundred bucks. Totally. Let's go. Totally. I mean, yeah, totally. So I'm going to just leave it there. Um, but yeah, I mean, listeners, if you're like, man, I see so many potential good things for MetaQuest, and I think that it's going this way, I'd love to hear that. Or, you know, if you have other things that you think about it that weren't discussed here, I'd like to hear that too. It is just such a multifaceted thing that, you know, VR and its evolution and especially this metaverse shit has just kind of changed the landscape. But I think that we will probably look back on the idea of the quote unquote metaverse, not not the idea of virtual worlds, but of this particular incarnation of metaverse. And I think we will really laugh at it and like cringe in the future, but yeah, because I could be wrong. Maybe no, I'm because wrong. it is, it's just, it's just, um, corporate jargon. It's, it doesn't mean anything yet. Right. I'm assigning a, a meaning to it of like some sort of all consuming interoperable, you know, I'm there, grandma's there and star Wars is there and <laughs> dragon ball Z is there. And like, that is not a pipe dream that is possible and i guess my argument is that it really already exists we it, it just is not in a vr yet but it easily could be um yeah. yeah we have the technology to be there it's just not mainstream it's not affordable and it's not and the ecosystems are fractured so that there's some tidying up to do and as you've said there is there is a singular company that is positioned to do it and it's not facebook it is valve yeah i completely agree so and last thing i'll say the and i just find this interesting speaking of valve and failed projects steam machines when they created Mm -hmm. gaming pc linux gaming pcs for the steam ecosystem total failure they created the steam controller which was love, beloved by some people, but not a commercial success. The right. Steam Link hardware, which I really loved and appreciated and, and f- built a lot of my modern gaming lifestyle around the ability to stream from one uh, device to another. It did okay. I'm sure it, was, it had its successes, ups and downs. All those kind of went by the wayside. But when yeah. you combine them all together, yep. you get the Steam Deck, which is absolutely changing what yeah. gaming and PC gaming is for the better, and yeah. enabling the, the 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 supply chain solving and the audience finding and the ecosystem expanding power of this very experimental device is is going to propel Valve toward being a hardware company and specifically a VR hardware company. I agree with that. I agree with all that. Yep. All right. Well, we solved it. Yep. We did it. That's it. Okay. Uh, let's Bye. take a quick break and, uh, <laughs> and go away forever. No, we'll be back with uh, what some of us are playing right after this break. It's Halloween month, and that means it's time to get your setup decked out in a new costume. Get 15% off of all pink products at HyperX.com by using code HXPN at checkout. 
Whether you prefer the chic pink accents of the Pulsefire Haste or the snazzy metallic pink of the Allo Origin 60 keyboard, this is definitely the month to think pink. Head over to HyperX.com and check out the selection and enter code HXPN, as in HyperX Podcast Network, in all caps to get your 15% discount at checkout. The award-winning Go Nintendo podcast is the best place to get the latest news on the world of Nintendo. We cover the biggest stories, share impressions of the latest games, and answer your burning questions. There's also some general pop culture talk, game music trivia, a heaping helping of silliness, and did I mention our robot companion? I'm the star of the show. Catch new episodes of the Go Nintendo podcast every Saturday on the HyperX Podcast Network. We have returned not to speak about the hardware that plays video games, but the video games themselves. <laughs> uh, the reason we ha- we're all really here. Yeah, come on. Come on. Uh, we did not decide this, but who is going first? Um. Well, I don't have a big update, so I guess I could go first if you yeah. if you want. Let's do it. Um, I didn't play anything different this week. All I really did was buy and play Potion Permit some more. Oh, yes. And go on. So, so unfortunately they didn't have a system where you could like play the demo and then like carry your, your progress over, which is, I think definitely like that's a shame, a black mark, but you know, it's also not as if I did so much that it was like, Oh, okay. You know, Mm -hmm. like really Mm -hmm. far out there. So I would say that now I've probably had maybe like three play sessions. So the first one being repeating everything right from the demo. Um, and I felt a little bit like they, they did something in the game that I I feel like I'm not far enough along to tell whether or not this is going to become a problem for me or not. But one thing I've noticed is that, you know how like a lot of games you turn in a quest and you immediately get another quest. This game doesn't do that. Okay. It purposely leaves a lot of room for you to just dick around, walk <laughs> around the town and talk to people, go exploring and like gather stuff for like to make potions. Like it leaves you with a lot of like open world kind of time, I guess is maybe a yeah, good way of putting that's, it. I like that frame. That frame. I don't yeah. really do that well with that. I, know, I actually I was like say, to be told what bad? to do. Well, and what's really interesting is that, I almost I almost said like this is I made a mistake again by hmm. like being excited and buying the game but then I realized <laughs> that's not true because I played a demo and mm-hmm. I liked what I played but then remembered that there's kind of a two-step process I think is really good to think about really carefully what you're buying one is the demo and then two is to read the reviews and I right. tend to be a person who with like especially with movies Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily read the reviews because I'll be like, I just kind of want to have my own experience. But with games, especially with Steam, I feel like you get a really because they do the aggregate kind of, you know, style reviews where like you'll get like a general like, for instance, potion permit had a mostly positive. Mm-hmm. Like, OK, mm-hmm. cool. But I didn't look at that until I was starting to kind of be like, eh, I think there's something a little off. Right. And so then I went and looked. Mm. And at, you know, quite a few not recommended that are near the top, but a lot of people do recommend it, but the people that don't recommend it, but it's the reasons it's, it's, you look for the bad reviews and you, you determine what are the reasons this this person gave a bad review? Oh, well, I don't, you know, I don't like the color of the the hat. Right. And that I told, and you know, those people are out there. They're always going to be out there. No, I don't, I don't, I, I, that's a really actually a bad example. It's more like, I don't, I don't like the way the combat feels. Well, 
I'm not coming to this particular game for combat. I'm coming to it for crafting systems and all those people right. love it. So I'm going to lo- like, so why, what was it about this game that you were like, oh, I don't know. Right. Right. And so, yeah, in the reviews, here's what I found, which I feel like I'm already getting a sniff of <laughs> 80% of the game is chopping wood and stone and gathering materials. Okay. okay. It has kind of sort of felt that way. Okay. 10% is dealing with patients and the town's problems, which in my opinion, experience don't seem to actually change anything in town. Okay. okay. I couldn't really honestly say that as early as I am. Mm-hmm. Like this person had nine hours on record. So you're like, okay, maybe they quit too soon. Mm-hmm. Then the next two reviewers have 20, not 25 and 29 hours on record respectively. Um, probably give it a six out of 10 serves its purpose, but it's overwhelmingly stale, slow and feels surprisingly like a mobile game and how much it demands you grind for basic progression. Mm -hmm. And both this person and the next person did pro and cons lists. Yep. And like, basically, uh, even though they had different like things that they liked in the pros, their cons were more or less kind of like the same, like saying like the game is a grind, like, you know, gold can be a block, like, you know, your potions like sell for like a very small amount, you know, et cetera, stuff like that. Um, and then the next person said, you know, basically like farming can be tedious, only three or four of each of things you need spawns each day. Um, but uh, like just kind of like saying like it's kind of the dialogue is kind of repetitive and like boring right right i don't like, mind oh, okay. i i would read that and i'm like i don't mind a grind i don't mind slow incremental progress i actually like those things if i'm working toward a meaningful goal that i set myself or that the game sets up for me and actually the criticism that i'm hearing that is turning me off from this is not the grind part it is that Oh, the interactions with the townspeople, the changing right. of the town, the progression of the story is shallow and simplistic. So you grind, 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 grind for what? For that, what? That right. bottom heavy equation or, or top heavy equation is uh, uh, not as good as other games. You might as well play Stardew Valley because there's lots of good well, stuff in and, there. And that's the thing is that like, you know, anyone that tells you about Stardew and really got into Stardew will probably tell you like, you know, you need some time, but once you get deeper into it, those relationships and the, and especially the things you learn about the people, um, can get really deep. And I agreed. And I spent a lot of time in Stardew and not so convinced at first that Stardew (laughs) would be for me and eventually being like, yes, I, I am kind of comforted by, you know, the grind or whatever. Um, but but yeah, this, yeah, I'm kind of getting a flicker. I'm kind of getting a little like, well, maybe, you know, should, should I keep playing? You know, like, do I right. want to keep playing? And I'm not sure I want to quit yet, yeah. but I also have a feeling that I might end up where these people are, mm-hmm. like, not far in the future. So I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. I'm not going to make any assumptions yet. I'm probably going to go back to playing after the podcast is over. Yeah, and good for you, know, you just for... See. Just to see, you go seeing it through, and because I, I think you might find a gem in there. But I guess it, it's a little bit of a bummer because this game looks beautifully crafted and it's beautifully very pretty. thought. F- not, very and I mean pretty, that- and and like I love the I love the healing dynamic. So it made yeah. me sad that you know, like that's not something that is a little bit more 
at least when people are saying it's not more developed. So I guess yep. we'll see, but right. like, that's something that I'm like, Oh, it's really cool. And it made me giggle when I was like, Oh, it reminds me of trauma center where you have to like cure <laughs> people. It's, that's a game that I really loved back in like the Nintendo DS and DSI days. And like, yeah, I just was like, Oh, that's a really cool twist. I like that, you know, yeah. but, um, I don't know whether or not, you know, it's really, so we'll see, we'll see whether any of these things are straight. I'm not going to quit just yet, but you know, I, I think by the time we talk next week, I'll probably be able to say, here's where I'm at with it. Yeah, d- or maybe I will have started uh, something else. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I mean, uh, I've been known uh, to drop a game cold from time to time. Uh, so. no, yeah. Watch out because, uh, <laughs> you have been known, but uh, it has all the ingredients. It's beautifully, beautiful art, uh, really cool premise great crafting puzzle systems like you said the healing thing a lot of potential mm-hmm. and i guess i i just wonder as a non-game designer of like you did everything right but because the balance is like a little out of whack or you lean too heavy to the grind and not enough on the story writing boom your game is like a meh instead of a super yeah. super success and so it makes me think of two things one game development is really fucking hard and even if you do everything uh-huh. right you can yep. mess up and and it's and it's in no good and number 2 um g- g- gems genius gems like Stardew Valley are rare and maybe accidents and i don't mean that to diminish uh right. Mr. Barone's brilliant work here but like if he had tipped the scale slightly here or there because he was like, I really like wood chopping a lot and it's going to be a wood chopping. Then uh, you you might, we might not be talking about this game today. And isn't that interesting? Well, you know, it's funny that you put it that way because uh, as a writer, you know, from a writing perspective and especially as an editor, you know, I've read a lot of work and been like, Oh, well, this can just be tweaked here and here and here and it works better. But then I've 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 taught a lot of writers and also observed in a lot of writers that good storytelling, natural storytelling is not inherent. It is something and I don't know if it's something that's learned. Mm-hmm. I yeah. almost feel like it is something that some people, you know, I guess you could call it the talent, right? Like yeah. Yep. They have a flow. And like when I have taught people, I have slowly realized, oh, I can't expect that flow to be something that other people know. I have to teach it to them and they may not ever get it. They may just, you know, at some point just kind of have an amalgam, but like good storytelling. And of course this, you know, obviously is instrumental in games because what's at the heart of most games, a story like, you know, you have to be able to understand the balance of, I think in games, the bigger piece to me is not necessarily the story, but the mechanics Yes, and the balance of the mechanics. I think the story is very important, but I also think about certain games I've really enjoyed that hardly fucking have a story. Yeah, And it's like, and I have come to the conclusion, I once thought, oh, it's a story that I need, but now I'm not sure that I, that I believe that in the same way I once did. I think it's really well-balanced mechanics. So let's just say- I fully agree with that. Yes. I could just tweak this game. Like I can just like be like, I'm just going to open the code and tweak this game. Yeah. My tweak would be more, more, more patience that I have to treat by making potions and more complexity. Yes. Um, And maybe that's coming and I don't know it, but like, you know, as it stands right now, 
Like you'll examine a patient and they'll be like, my shoulder hurts. And so like you'll zoom on the shoulder, you'll play a little mini, mini game, very small. And then it'll be like, oh, they need a wound balm. Okay. I'm going to walk back over to my place and I'm going to make a wound balm and I make one and I give it to them and they get better. And they're like, I trust you now. Okay. That's cool. But like, I think it would be cooler to have like more complex patients come in that require, you know, something a little deeper than just me going over and making a potion and coming right back. Once again, maybe that's coming. I also don't love, and a player like you might love it, but I don't love finishing like a quest and being like, okay, it's 10 AM. I finished the quest I was given and I don't really know what else to do with myself now. Because the game is not presenting uh, right. a, a way to formulate your own goals. And right. so I don't right. know that that's a necessarily a you problem. I'm, I would say as a person who loves making my own goals, the games that hook me are the ones that are like, do anything, go anywhere. But if you want this cool sword, you got to get a lot of blue gems. And I'm like, give me those gems, you know, <laughs> that's good yeah. game design. That is hooking right. game design yeah. uh, it's, mechanics. It, it's a balance. I think it's yeah. just such a precarious balance. It's not like balancing two things. It's like balancing 12. It is. And so it's like, you know, I look at this game and I think I'm not going to judge it quite yet. I I love the mix of things it has, but something about it is not sitting quite right with me. And so I'll see if that keeps going. But I'm, yeah. I'm going to summarize the whole thing for you with one word that I have been thinking a lot about in my quest for uh, the next really hooky game, which I'm, I haven't found it yet. I'm really kind of searching for one mm-hmm. and waiting for one. And the word is for me, stakes, not the eat, not the food, um, um, but stakes. Like, why does this, why do these mechanics matter? And the point is go anywhere, do anything. But if you want this cool sword, you got to get the blue gems. But why do I want the sword? Well, if I want it because it's got slightly stronger ice magic and that's going to get me in the fire cave to get this other thing to do this thing and then upgrade this thing, those, the stakes of, there's a, if I don't get the sword, I will not be able to or have a harder time to achieve these 20 other self-directed goals that I have set before myself. That incremental progress with stakes is what is the mechanical thing about games that makes me love games and the and the story could have stakes of and and going back to stardew valley like you're progressing the the relationships with certain characters matters it unlocks different systems and marriage and friendship and gift giving and getting the hearts up or down like the and those are self-directed so if you want to you know do that with um sebastian and i want to do that with penny or whoever that is like those are self-directed goals or pick them off the quest board goals with stakes and meaning that make you want to come back to the game so if this game is chop a thousand trees so that you can heal the patient's shoulder and then what if what if i don't heal the patient's shoulder what happens then nothing 
Well, then that's a bad game. You know what I mean? Or that's not as good a game as Breath of the Wild or Stardew Valley or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. I, I am much less like likely to criticize a game. Uh, well, not criticize per se, but like, you know, uh, give a hard time to a game, really yes. haggle a game because I feel like there are so many pieces and it is such, and you know, but then you have people who do it for the first time. So it's not necessarily about practice. It's about, you know, Hey, I made a game and you know, I'm just a guy in a room and then it's vampire survivors and totally. you're fucking, you know, kind of famous. It's like, it, 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 so you can't necessarily say like, Oh, well you just need practice to understand how to balance it all. I just think it's a really complex, delicate balance of things. And I think like, you know, when I look at a game like this, I see all the good too. That doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that I would be like, well, it sucks. You know, I might say, no, it well, doesn't suck. I it's, wish it's it had done game. this and it, yes. you know, it, and it didn't. And I also recognize that I am just unbelievably picky, which I think I've yes. said on the show before. You're, you you're know? unbelievably picky, so as, picky as am I, but I'm in search. Uh, I'm not looking for a good game, a mostly positive game. I'm looking for an obsession. I really want to be obsessed with a particular certain thing or a system or a or a community or whatever. And I'm I'm I don't have it right now. I'm struggling to find it and that's a different story. But the point is like <laughs> there's this equation of like should I play this game or should I just play Stardew Valley again and you know do make cheese instead of wine, you know, or whatever, you know. Because I know the known quantity is this is an extraordinary experience that I would be delighted to play again. It's funny. I'll, I'll talk about this in, in the next segment, but like um, I'm craving like a tabletop questy dungeony thing and I'm dabbling in a few different things and all of them are like, ah, I should just play Darkest Dungeon. It's so fucking good. I would <laughs> love to play that again. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, I think inevitably, you know, we'll remain curious um, and probably want to keep exploring yes. uh, what's out there and trying things. And I think that's that's great fun to do. So, you know, um, I'm OK with, you know, whether or not I, you know, keep playing this and find that it, you know, does scratch the right itch or if I'm like, nah, I'm going to go do something else. And, you know, uh, I I, I, I stand by the, I enjoy, I've been enjoying myself for, for some hours. So, hey, okay. Why not? You, you could do worse. Um, yeah, and, uh, so let us know if it keeps you hooked or, or if you do hit that sort of falling off point. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, I don't think this is an early access game. I could be mistaken because it came no. out on switch too. So it's no, not, I think it's, it's out. a 1.0, but like, I don't know. Hey, the new crafting update comes out or something six months from now. Like, that'd be nice to see because it really is a delightful, charming game with good systems. Uh, if they were to add on to it in a meaningful way, add some add some stakes on there, that would be nice to see one day. Yeah. No, I I totally I totally agree. So. So, yeah, that's me. That's All right. Me. Excellent. Uh, this is a game I was very interested in, so I'm glad you are uh, continuing your your coverage here. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We will take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back and talk about more video games right after this. Hey, friends. 
Matt here. HyperX has refined their lightweight Cloud Stinger headset and now proudly presents the evolved Cloud Stinger 2. It still keeps the same rotating ear cups, swivel to mute microphone, and comfort, but now adds two years of premium DTS Headphone X activation. Get even better in-game audio and a number of other refinements for the low, low price of 50 bucks. Available now at HyperX.com. Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast where two guys delve into the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, and the impact it's had on pop culture. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. The the actual motive isn't to explore something that's, quote, yeah. scientifically possible. Or... But neither is Star Wars, and I know there's arguments about that, but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction. You haven't it's... read Dune! You have... No, I haven't. You can never be the Kwisatz Haderach. What Mad Universe on the HyperX Podcast Network. We have returned, and in our limited time remaining, uh, I will continue to say that like I am really jonesing for something. I don't know what it is. Something with a lot of complexity, as you know. Like I feel like I want to really go down into some wiki rabbit holes uh, and invest some brain energy into things that you get lost and obsessed with things. And I'm also really craving sort of like a, like an MMO style game. And I don't know if that's exactly what I want, but I really want some sort of social interaction or market interaction. Like I want to like grind and get stuff and find stuff and quest for stuff on my, and I really would like to do it on a phone or a Steam Deck or a Switch or something and really kind of very casually uh, get do cool stuff and then come back and be like, Hey, who wants to buy this? Or I'll make you a deal for this. Or I want to like, look at the economy and be like, Oh, this I'm asking a lot of a game. And the answer to this question is, is Eve online and Eve echoes, which I've dabbled with. And and I just, I can't, I'm, I, I think I know that's the game for me, but, um, and I like the, how casual the mobile version is and it's very well done. And it's, it's very good. I really, Eve echoes is very good, but I'm like, I can't really do cool stuff in that game unless I pay a subscription fee, which is really very reasonable. Like, I don't think it's unreasonable to say like, Hey, to upgrade to the, um, the Omega clone to, so you can train all the cool skills and use all the cool ships. Um, that'll be 12 bucks a month. And like, I, I don't, you know, that's what game pass would cost. That's what wow would cost. Like, I, I, I don't know why I'm averse to that, but I'm just worried. Like, I'm going to pay this money and then I'm going to not, I'm going to lose interest. And so I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I'm searching for something like that. That's buy it once or free to play or cosmetic oriented, whatever. And I have not found it. Yeah. Um, Which sucks. So that, eh, you know, there's worse things in the world, but I, I, there's a void in my gaming life where I'm just not, um, I'm not really like clicking with anything. Um, but I don't know why I was like browsing some switch stuff or subreddits or whatever. And I came across this game, which is really not a, it is not falling into that. What I just described. It is not that, but, um, it is called for the King. Mm -hmm. Um, I had never seen or heard of this, but apparently it is known among RPG, uh, table toppy type, uh, people and communities, which, I, I like to consider myself one of those. I'm not super hardcore as I used to be, but um, 
what this is is um a a a bunch of campaigns baked into one really nice uh game where uh it has like a tabletop hex grid layout of of an overworld and each campaign is like a different story so it's like the king is dead and the queen wants you to get rid of these bad guys and then find out what happened and who's the murderer or whatever and you choose uh you create three characters three different classes and you name them and and then you sort of move around the map and it is completely open world and very dice rolly but in a fun tabletopy sort of way so it's three characters but you're not traveling in a party the three characters can go wherever they want whenever they want and it's made also to be like a multiplayer but you can control so you can play with three people or two people or you can control all three characters yourself and it's inter- it, it's dynamically interesting because your hunter can go up north and do this quest and your your um your your blacksmith can go to the east and do this quest but especially in the early game where i am it's there is incentive to keep your party together because when you encounter enemies on the map um it's way better to fight three you know three team up three versus one or three versus three as opposed to oh shit my my scholar who is really not good at anything yet uh, is now fighting three bears and he, now he's dead because he went off on his own. So there's this cool, like, Hey, let's all stick together and work together. And, you know, speaking of mechanics, the, the, this, what sounds simple, but these very simple mechanics of like, all right, you won a battle and now here's a bunch of gold. Well, are you going to give the gold to your hunter or are you going to split the gold evenly? You're going to divvy it up. Oh, here's a, here's a, here's an armor that is plus two better than the armor you had before. So which one are you going to equip it on? And, um, you sort of have to divvy up the loot so that your party makes sense and is not going to get its ass kicked depending on what's coming down the pike. Um, no random encounters. You see when monsters are on the map and you, and they will not, as far as I've gotten, they will not attack you. You have to seek them out and initiate the battle. So you can, it's, it's strategy meets old school RPG. Then you can go into dungeons, which is like sequences of battles. And that's kind of like, make sure you pack enough herbs and tents because you're going to be in there a long time without coming up for air. And so that has strategic value in it too. Um, it has this blocky, low poly art aesthetic, which I think I like. Sometimes I like it and sometimes I really don't love it, but it's neither here nor there. It doesn't affect the mechanics of the game. Um, and it is definitely a mouse and keyboard game but it they make it for switch and i've been playing it on the steam deck i, I got it very relatively cheap on steam as as you do as you do with steam games on sale love that and it has full controller support but it feels clunky so i've been kind of like mixing and matching like mouse input but then i mm-hmm. can use the joystick and and your mileage may vary but i, I I guess what I'm saying is like, I really like this game and I think it has a ton of potential. I think it's really well liked by its fans and community. And I, and I wish it was less clunky because I really want to, 
I really want to go hard on it. And that's what I what I was saying about Darkest Dungeon. I'm like, this is it doesn't look or feel or play anything like Darkest Dungeon, but the the sort of party management dungeon crawler, I'm like, yeah, I like that and I want that, but this feels clunky to play and if I just fire up Darkest Dungeon on the Switch, then I can just play that right. for 7 hours straight cuz that's right. how that's how I like to go. Yeah. And it's so yeah, it's funny. I, I don't this 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 I, I recommend and like this game, and I don't feel like sitting down and going hard on it for any length of time. And I just I still do think that has to do with controller clunk and not really the game itself. I think if you played this on a with keyboard and mouse, maybe I'll hook up a mouse to the Steam Deck and just yeah, do, you that. Could do that. I don't know. And see if that works for you. You yeah. never know. Yeah, I'm thinking about different ways. <laughs> I'm sure you, maybe you and Patrick have had this experience. You're like, what if I put a keyboard and then a mouse and then I could plug it into a monitor? And then, oh, right, it's a, I'm making a computer. I already have that. Thank you, you <laughs> stupid fucking idiot. Just get on the couch, you dumbass. So anyway, um, for the king, uh, it, it's... You know, you know what I'm thinking about, actually? I think I might rebuy this game on Switch it, when it goes on sale mm-hmm. just to see if it runs well. Because everything I read is like, it runs like crap. Or no, it's been patched and it's great now. Like, I you're can't, like, which one is it? Which one is it? Please, I need to know. But if I could yeah. just blow like $8 on it and then I'm like, well, this kind of runs janky. But like, but now I'm on a, my little Switch Lite just going on quests as opposed to like plomping the big steam deck down on the table mm-hmm. somewhere. And again, the, it's the most first world of problems, but I, this is a cozy dungeon crawly game. Like I want to get cozy with this one. And, uh, and, I it's just not working for me on the, on the deck just yet. Yeah. Um, no, I get you. I the track pads on the, the track pads on the, I, I know, you know, this, the track pads on the deck are so great. Like they're so good. But there's something about holding the deck lower and then tr- using the track pads that is like slightly less comfortable than using the controller sticks. And that slight ergonomic like difference will put me off a off a off a off an input method or off a game quicker than it should. Like I it's, it takes more getting used to, I think, for me. So that's um it's not the game's fault at all. It's not. I, it's not criticizing the game. It's just yeah. my choice, my my function, my form function here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I like you. I'm going to spend more time with this and report back. But uh, but that's it. I'm still searching, downloading a lot of mobile MMO space games. Oh, by the way, I, you you probably I didn't even remember this um, until it crossed my path, and um, it's probably not on your radar. But Homeworld one of one of my favorite games of all time and they've made the remastered collection and they're making homeworld 3 and they made a spin-off but they also made a mobile rts mmo in the homeworld universe 3d spaceships uh combat that theoretically is like i'm in a universe with other players at all times and we're all battling for territory and I forgot this existed and it came out yesterday. And I'm like, whoa, this is exactly <laughs> what I'm looking to. I've been, I forgot this ha- was happening and now it's exactly. And so I was t- trying that out. And um, I think it has real potential. I don't know 
I'm not far enough along to see if it's really going to grab me. And also my phone is, is, is aged. So it's not running great on my phone. But I think if you have a nice phone and you love Homeworld, um, I think there's potential. It's it's really beautifully designed. I like the UI a lot. It's super mm-hmm. minimal. Um, it's got all the radio chatter and cool music that the original Homeworld has. So if you love that and want that in your life, mm-hmm. um, it's literally called like Homeworld Mobile MMO. Like it doesn't even have a cool name. It's just something <laughs> like that. That's just what it's called. It's just just what it is. So That's yeah. Funny. So I, I'm dabbling in a lot of things, hoping something will click, and just probably going to end up playing Darkest Dungeon or RimWorld again because let's do that. Yeah. Also, a uh, very quick note. I yes, remembered um, that I had completely zoned and forgotten that over the weekend um, that I got a chance to play Moving Out, a game that has been around oh, for several years. Yeah. Have you already played Moving we Out? Love move- I mean, let me love Moving Out. Let me caveat. Moving Out is a great game that becomes very frustrating depending on who you're playing it with. And <laughs> then we stopped playing. But it is awesome. Yeah, like we had never played it. I think it's not on sale right now on Steam, but I think Patrick got a deal on it somewhere. I don't really remember where, but um, I (laughs) I saw a review somewhere and it's it said and it made me laugh so hard. It was something along the lines of this game looks as if Animal Crossing overcooked and my anxiety made a game together exactly correct (laughs) and i was like yeah that that actually (laughs) that actually is a pretty good description but like for some reason don't ask me why when i had seen the images of the game i thought okay so you need to move out and make sure you don't break windows or break stuff Mm -hmm. and i was so delighted to learn (laughs) that in fact that is the point (laughs) it is encouraged and we were just giggling so hard. So if you haven't gotten around to playing Moving Out and maybe you live with a partner or people that, you know, your kids that you would like to play with, I think it's really, really fun. Um, I know there's some people who are very peeved that it doesn't have online play. Yeah. It, it only has single player and local couch co-op, it's a but cou- I personally it is a couch love that. It's a game. couch game. I'm yes. like, come on. Like, I just want to. And for me, it's so funny that people are salty about the fact that it's not a couch that it's not an online game where I was like delighted. I'm like, cool. I love this. Cause I don't want to play with people online anyway. Well, that's true. And also, <laughs> I mean, if you had, if it had voice chat, I suppose you will hook up with your friends and then get on the mic. But point being the game is about communicating ver- verbally like, okay, I'm going to go for the couch. And then the couch is a, is a two person object. So you, I'm going to get on the left side, you get on the right side, but then we have to go out the back door and mm-hmm. around the yard so that we can get there. Watch out for the cat. Okay. You that's what the game is. So just so playing this game online with randos just makes no sense. It did. It, 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 it's not that game. It can't be that game. That's what makes it fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had to jam that in there because I remembered near the end. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to mention this. But I'm yeah, so it's, glad that you're enjoying it and it's playing. Fun. It's um, real fun. Ha, ha, so here's the, the final question of the evening. Have you gotten divorced from your husband since playing Moving Out? No, actually, we've we've done pretty well so <laughs> far. Um, we just started getting into, I think, what are probably going to start to be like the difficulty ramp up. It ramps up, baby. Look uh, out. Yeah. So like I'm like, OK, so like we just did. Let's see. I think it's a level where you have to cross the street and then you have to cross like a pond that has like moving logs on it. Oh, God. Right. And then you have to get it into the moving truck from there. So I'm just assuming 
that that like it's just going to get way more ridiculous but to me overcooked is the bar because this is definitely yes. like an overcooked s game and overcooked yes. is just too hard too fast in the yes. first game so i mean i'm okay with it not you know necessarily like like if it ramps into hardness and i can adjust to it that's one thing if it's like overcooked where it's like fuck you it's hard i'm like i don't know i don't know how i feel about that you so know I guess where we'll we fell see. off i'm now remembering exactly where we quit playing and I don't know if that's before or uh, or after where you currently are, but as you know, and and for listeners, it's like you. The goal, the point of the game is to move all the furniture and objects and electronics and whatever out of a house and into a moving truck, so you can. You are the moving company. We probably neglected to say that. Yes. Um. So and so that is very tactical and coordinated, and so you you work together, and and sometimes you fail, but you're like oh man okay we if we bring the tv through we throw the tv through the window then we could get it out much faster and we could do it next time okay let's go again but where we got where we stopped was there was one level where you move out a farm and you have to move chickens and cows and pigs and so you pick them up and you put them in the truck and then they, and then they walk try to out of the fucking truck. And we were like, fuck this. We're, we're done. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you have to put them in the truck and then you have to put a bales of hay around yes, them and you have to build block them. like a thing to block them in. We, we lived through that <laughs> and did not kill one another <laughs> or God any bless. of the chickens. Congratulations. But who knows what will happen after that? So uh, we okay. will have to see the next time we in fact pick it up. So. I would like you and Patrick to beat roll credits on moving out. That is your goal. It's not impossible that that could happen. <laughs> um, not impossible at all. all right. So I will keep you posted on that as well. Potion permit, moving out, and uh, for the king, we all have homework to do and we report back in. Uh, we would like to hear what you are playing and uh, what you think about all the uh, metaverses that are out there. Uh, please join our Discord community. Uh, we have some new blood in there as usual, so uh, hop in there uh talk about all sorts of stuff you could just post memes if that's what you like to do yeah or we do have people who just do that you could just do that and that's really fun yep, or you can okay. uh you can talk about food which seems yep, to be a which popular is really happening lately gosh yeah. patrick is just tickled it's so nice to see him <laughs> that happy he's just like i'm having so much fun it's like swapping Aw. recipes i love it it's super uh, cute it's just you know put, put, post a picture of your cat that's we always do, do that Important. We do that, mm-hmm. or dog, so, or whatever. We we do do it. Chameleons, get in there, uh, hang out with us. We're always there, and uh, email us and uh, tweet at us. All those things are in the show notes of this episode. So, uh, and all the episodes. So come on in. Uh, we like to talk about video games and other stuff with you. So meet us there. Mm-hmm. We're waiting uh, as usual. I show tradition. Almost eighty episodes. Final words. Colette Bennett. Fuck the metaverse. Those are my final words. Three words. Fuck you, metaverse. Put it on a t-shirt. Get it in the store. We'll talk at you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.